Hi, thanks for tuning into the Bouts of Boy podcast. My name is Michael, and I'm joined by my co-host Alex, and we like making jokes that only we find funny. This is also a great space to advertise your product to our handful of viewers, so if you have one, feel free to contact us because we would love to sell ourselves out. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Bouts of Boy podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. I'm here with Alex and myself, of course, and we do have a guest here today, but we're just going to talk a little bit amongst ourselves before we get to the man of the hour. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Honestly, I'm so happy that we have our first guest on for this episode. Uh, I mean, your expert drawing skills, <laughs> people pretty much guessed who it was. I mean, one of us, uh, one of my friends reached out and was just like, there's only one person I know that has a face like that. So it must be. <laughs> yeah, I feel like next time I have to either draw worse or just add more black bars, you know, like maybe like fuck up some de- oh whoa, what if i fuck up the details a bit and then release the actual picture it's like oh shit it's this guy now right yeah maybe you should have censored it a little bit more but you did give me like multiple drafts because you gave me the one where it's like fully blacked out and it has a big question mark it's kind of like who's that pokemon yeah. kind of deal and i was like no i kind of like the second one where you kind of like just cover their face right mm-hmm. like kind of like japanese censoring but then the first draft that you did of this of our guests i was just like this does not look like them at all i was like what who the hell is this yeah right? alex gets drafts of the drawings that don't turn out that well and i'm happy only one person gets to see that because they're pretty bad, <laughs> they're, they're pretty bad. It, it definitely wasn't him and i was just like who is this and then you're like okay let me redo it and then you gave me the second one which is the one you everyone saw so i was like okay that's the one because it would be really funny in a fucked up way just like oh hey this is the art for our new guest it looks nothing like them it's so dissing (laughs) yeah that's actually kind of rude so i mean we wanted to do our guest justice because he is our first guest and we are super honored to have him because he actually reached out to us and was willing to join us so we want to thank him uh for coming along yeah but we'll get to (laughs) we'll transition to that in a little bit you know first thing we want to address is that in our last episode we had a segment where we want to give our viewers sorry listeners an option to ask us a question see what we want uh what they want us to answer and well we got one question it's a very special question (laughs) our only (laughs) question uh is that i don't think they mentioned uh giving them a shout out so i won't but they asked us to share embarrassing stories so I, I don't know if you oh. want to go first or you want me to go first. Uh, I mean, I only have, I mean, there's only one I can really think of off the top of my head. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. I remember I pulled the fire alarm and it was, everyone just stared at me. It was at like this Chinese food court. It was at <laughs> Midland and McNichol. And I remember oh, uh, I, it was like, yeah, right, in, right beside the door, there was like a fire alarm. And I don't know who the building manager was who decided to build the fire alarm, literally like not even four feet high. It was super low. So I was a young kid maybe six to eight years old and i just saw it. you know you see something bright and red you just pull down on it and then next thing you know the alarm went off and everyone stared at me and i still remember this vividly that everyone just stared at me and i think the fire the firemen actually came but they obviously called it a false alarm and then i remember like after when i came back they raised the fire alarm 
Oh, really? So yeah, so it's thanks to me that uh, that fire alarm got raised, and then they finally put like you know that that box where that if you lift it, it automatically yeah, yeah. sounds the fire alarm. So yeah, so that plaza has uh, it's all thanks to me that I made it safer. Yeah, you fireproofed the entire plaza, and now we yeah. have a very nice plaza in Midland and McNichol, right? Yeah, that that yeah, that that three plaza uh, area, right? It's the one across from. Remember where Gopher Tea used to be? The one diagonal. Oh wait, shit! It's like I that really Asian plaza, the one with the really super Chinese food yeah, court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like kind of, it's like slightly ghetto, like half ghetto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the food there is so cheap, though. But anyways, yeah, that's pretty much the only thing I could think of, uh, besides like you know pooping my pants. But that's not bad. That's your embarrassing story. Oh, it's God. not that bad. I can't think of anything, honestly. What about you? Well, I asked Chanel to kind of prompt me because you know if they're embarrassing, they usually get blocked out. But the only two that came to her mind was one. Uh, I remember telling the story a while back. Is uh, I was at Ryerson at the at the Student Life Center, right? And I had to take a shit. Yeah. So I, I I like <laughs> using the uh, full disclosure. I like using the this uh, the disabled washrooms not only because <laughs> oh, I'm disabled, no. but they typically are cleaner, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And if anyone's been to one of those, they're, they're just like a nice spacious room, but there's uh, the door opens and closes very slowly, and they don't have a lock like a traditional lock. You have to press a button to lock it, right? And yeah, I, yeah. I like fucked it up, so I didn't realize oh, I didn't lock oh, no. it. So like, oh, there no. I am shitting, you know, pants down. <laughs> I have my phone out, and a guy opens the door, and like we just make like two seconds of <laughs> eye contact. Well, that's a long time. Maybe two I'm misremembering. Maybe like time slowed down for me, right? <laughs> but I'm looking at this guy, and then the funny thing is, I apologize to him. Like I just said, oh, yeah, sorry. I said sorry. Yeah, sorry. He said nothing. He just closed the door, right? Like I'm, a, I apologize that you have to see this. Is pretty much what went through my head. So that's one, and the second one is just not as embarrassing. But I went to Korea for a haircut, right? And mm-hmm. uh, it's in uh, Hongdae, which is like kind of a pretty cool spot for like street dances. Like there's a university there, so it's like a good nightlife there. And like I went to like this really sick barber, Mr. Bin, you know, who's right on the plaza. Oh, Mr. Mr. Bin. He means business. Yeah, it was like super cheap. He gave me a really nice haircut. He fucking gave me like acupressure. He's he wow. He he did my eyebrows. He curled my hair and he moisturized my face. Like what the fuck for like twenty oh, bucks? Like full, really? Wow, that's full service. That's so good. Yeah, and and I didn't really. I fucked up the currency, so I was like, I'm gonna give this guy a nice tip, and I gave him fucking a thousand won, which is a dollar. <laughs> 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 so i walked up oh, to him i'm like thank you for everything i gave him <laughs> keep, the, keep, the, keep the change i gave him a fucking dollar dude <laughs> oh my god if i go uh, back to korea i'm definitely going there and just wait but then you didn't pay him back like you didn't give the remaining you just like put a dollar down and you walked out no no i gave him obviously I gave him the full amount but i tipped him a dollar right oh yeah so and then i i walked out and i talked to chanel about that and she's like you know that's just a dollar right i'm like oh fuck right but it's too late i couldn't go back in oh no so if i go back to korea i'm just gonna go there drop like another 20 and just leave i'm not even gonna get a haircut it's like sir (laughs) sir don't you want your haircut no 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 no. this is restitution (laughs) you don't remember me but this is this is (laughs) something i need to do (laughs) okay okay now actually you bring up the the shitting in the in the in the school one yeah. i remember i was at the airport and i was going i think i was going on a cruise and i was 
and just in the bathroom and I, I think i was fucking around i was being stupid right mm-hmm. and of course there's like this the long line of stalls bathroom stalls and i was just like being a stupid asian kid and i was like kicking the <laughs> kicking the stall store stall doors uh-huh. and i just so happened to kick a door where the guy didn't fucking lock his door <laughs> Hold on, there's a guy fucking shitting in that toilet. And I literally, the second I saw like the image of his body, I just fucking ran out of there. I'm just like, holy, I, I said, sorry, I said, sorry. And I ran out the fucking bathroom. I was like, that did not happen. Oh, and I, so good. yeah, I straight up like Kung Fu kicked that door and it like slammed. I, surprisingly, I didn't even hit him, right? I thought I would hit him or hit him in the head or something. If he leaned forward, I would have straight up hit him in the head. That would have been even better. Uh, now I think about it. Yeah, that was a really sad. But yeah, that was that's probably my next one I could think of. How old are you? Oh, like maybe like twelve. That's even better. I'm just imagining yeah, this fucking twelve year old kid running in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just running <laughs> the door down as a fucking like middle aged man just taking a deuce. His life. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. his life flashing before his eyes. Holy shit. Yeah. Honestly, I just, I, yeah, I just walked out and I was just like, nope, okay, I'm, I'm, I don't have to go to the bathroom anymore. Yeah, wait, that also brings up another story. Like, I remember, I don't know where, maybe it was at Eaton Center, right? And we're going to the, I went to the male washroom and uh, there was a big line for some reason. And there's just the one big stall at the end, right? And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people waiting. And I think someone's trying to fiddle with the lock just because like, hey, like no one's in here and mm-hmm. it's locked for some reason. No, oh. it, it didn't occur to anyone waiting for it that there could be someone in there. So I'm like, I got this. That's and then true. I unlocked it from the outside, you oh. know? And then I'm like, oh. oh, look at this. I got this. I'm a hero. I'm I so opened the door. Chad. And there's a guy just shitting it. There's like, there's someone in here. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I ran as well. But your story reminded me of that as well. Why are we Why are we so good at interrupting people when they when they shit? You know, just all these shit stories. It's, it's, it just so happens. It's, an, very it's common. A, yeah, it's an intimate moment that I want to be a part of. Yeah, it's like the vulnerability of having your pants down. You know what I mean? You're just helpless. Yeah, exactly. Can't do nothing. Well, that's, I mean, that that's for the first question ever on this podcast. And thank you to whoever <laughs> sent it to us. And we hope that we get at least one for the next one <laughs> yeah otherwise this will look really awkward and be like yeah and for episode four it's like, we have no question because nobody posted anything yep yep and we'll, we're gonna pity them into doing it when they listen to this so please yes uh anyways uh is, what have you made so far alex anything new you want to share cooking wise On- honestly i haven't made anything recently but i actually want to make a um a shrimp burger have you, you, you have you mm. been to japan or just korea no, I haven't been to Japan, though. No. So I think McDonald's has like a it's like a shrimp burger. Mm-hmm. So they take like like chopped up shrimp meat and then they kind of like panko bread it and then deep fry it. Because you know me, I don't really deep fry that often. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do that. I've already bought the shrimp. I just need to look up how I'm going to do it. But um, yeah, it's it, I always wanted to try a shrimp burger. Who doesn't like a deep fried burger? Yeah. I mean, that sounds mm. great. Yeah, it does sound good. I can, I'm, I'm excited. But yeah. I, I've, I've been so busy with work that I just haven't had time to do it. So I've been stressing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well tell me how that goes how about you uh well i mean i told you i made general toe today or tau, oh yeah chicken. but uh i i want to that's not oh, yeah. i don't really want to talk about that one i made i also made shrimp in like a like a thai style it's not like a curry which is like kind of the southeast asians they love having their protein in mm-hmm. curries right but it was just mm-hmm. uh like a quick stir fry but it was very saucy and yeah i really mm-hmm. liked thai food or like southeast 
Asian cuisine because the flavors are so good, right? Yeah, it's definitely like you can't have it all the time, but when you do, it's very it's a very satisfying thing. Especially curry. Curry is actually one of my favorite comfort foods. Like any oh, yeah. type of curry, whether it's Indian, Malaysian, Chinese, what you name it, it's just such a comforting thing to eat with rice and stuff. Yeah, anything saucy like that over rice, oh, chef kiss. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Yeah, but in terms of like Thai or like Southeast Asian cuisine, it's really good for people to learn how to do because it teaches you a lot about acids and uh, uh, like sweetness and a lot of other flavors besides like salt and pepper that people typically put on their cooking <laughs> or lemon, so. just simple stuff like that. Yeah, I, I agree. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. Uh, I also want to ask you, is there anything you've watched recently? Maybe on Netflix or, you know, Disney Plus, I don't know, or YouTube? Actually, I've been thinking about watching some anime, catching up on anime. I'm such a Weibo for saying this, but there's a, I haven't been watching a lot of anime recently, and I've been, like, really behind on, like, things I want to watch. So I'm probably just going to catch up on, like, Attack on Titan. Oh, And yeah. uh, maybe maybe watch some other ones, Some maybe some epic uh, fighter ones like you know like hero um no academia or whatever it's called i forgot what, my, yeah, yeah. My, my my hero academia, academia. Yep. yeah whatever it's called see i'm so unde so uneducated right now yeah and there's a lot of good ones out there and attack on titan just had a really pivotal sorry what the fuck did i say pivotal <laughs> episode pivotal. yeah today for their fourth uh i think fourth oh season. have you watched it i haven't watched it at all because i i've read the manga and i was just like it got to a point where it was so boring and i was just like man i don't want to read it anymore so i just didn't watch the manga either i mean watch the anime either oh no i i didn't i don't watch the anime i read the manga as well but that point in the manga was really mm. good and it found the anime finally caught up so yeah it's oh. really good right now oh that sounds really good then maybe i will watch it because there's so, so much stuff but like i said i've been so busy with work it's just i haven't had the time really to myself so eh, hopefully next week i'll be more free and then i'll yeah oh, hang, hanker down i hope you get a chance you weep yeah <laughs> yeah i love anime anime is awesome man. it's just something that real movies cannot portray you know what i mean yeah yeah that all that technical porn you know it's, it just doesn't work yeah. on the live screen you know but also <laughs> i want to <laughs> recommend a tv show to you well not tv show it's just on netflix it's called middle ditch and shorts it's it's an improv what? show middle ditch middle? and shorts Okay, that sounds really weird, but okay, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the last things I can't really get, but it's it's um. Oh, Schwartz. Schwartz, yes. Oh, I think middle ditch and shorts. Like yeah, they're the two last shorts? names. Yeah, like middle oh. ditch. It's like a, I don't know, a Jewish was, last name, I think. Okay, I was like middle ditch and shorts. And shorts. I'm like, what the hell is that? Mean? <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't get that. I was recommended that too, and I I really liked it. It's an improv show hmm. that goes on for like an hour right mm -hmm. i think they yeah. only have three episodes so far but like episode one episode three are particularly like very good and okay yeah it's just i i haven't laughed that hard in a long time so if oh, I, yeah, okay I, send it my way for sure send it my way i haven't watched a lot of tv lately i mean i don't even have tv anymore everything's on the pc now so why bother yeah maybe you and uh, your fiance can watch it Ah, she's too busy watching like her Korean shows or her Chinese dramas. This, this, you know, she watches those Chinese dramas, like you know those crazy over dramatized ones. You know the ones where, like where they're people flying. are like flying yeah, and yeah. shooting fireballs. Like that stuff is amazing. I don't know who came up. It's like literally that's like real life anime. Like yeah, Chinese yeah. people thought of it first. They turned that in, into real life. You know, flying, spitting, kicking, and whatever. Uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like I really like those as well, but I, I never could get into it. Not just, me neither. Yeah, just because 
a lot of it tends to be very historical. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's historical, right? Back in the uh, whatever ages it was, right? The ancient <laughs> warring states, people were shooting fireballs out of their hands. I mean, if, Dest if Dynasty Warriors has taught me anything, then that's exactly oh, yeah, yeah, how it I happened. Agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I think we've fucked around enough for both of us. I think it's about time we bring in the honored guest of our episode, the real reason why people clicked on this. Yeah, not for us. So you probably you are probably going to be skipping the first bit. And you're like, "Oh, where's the guest? Exactly. Waiting for the guest." Maybe I'll timestamp it. But anyways, <laughs> he's here actually with us, being very polite and muted. But uh, we would like to introduce Jimmy Yu. How's it going, gents? <laughs> <laughs> it's him, the lean, mean muscle machine. There you go. Just like we <laughs> rehearsed. Yeah, there you go. Uh, oh my god! Thank thank God I got it right. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, dude. How are you doing? Not too bad. Yourself? Good, good. If you've been following the podcast, you should know how we're doing. Like, literally everyone knows what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, so how have you been keeping up this quarantine? How you feeling? Quarantine, it's pretty much, it's put a pause on the world. And a lot of people, like, from what I've seen, they actually turned their hobbies and side hustles into, like, a side hustle, actually. A lot of them turned what they like to do in the spare time and they mm -hmm. basically use that for some other vent for some other aspirations as well which i thought was pretty neat so um obviously it sucks that i'm not sure if, like you guys know profession wise i, I work as a teacher but mm -hmm. we can't physically be in the school building anymore so it's like so it's just all screen to screen interaction so you don't really get to like mm -hmm. see them or like work with them like how things used to be but mm -hmm. it is what it is for now i would say and what grade do you teach, Jimmy? So currently, this year, I got into a contract for third grade. Mm -hmm. So grade oh. threes, they're a pretty interesting bunch. Like, some of the things they say, is it's comedic. And <laughs> so, some of the shit is pretty funny. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll disclose that in a bit. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like, actually, grade mm -hmm. three is a pretty good age because they're not too young where they can't really figure out how to use the computer, right? And they're not too old that they're just knocking out and just doing some random shit on the side, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I can definitely see, like, that age in particular, you would love to be there and engage with them in person, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. For sure. But you'd be surprised, though. Like, third graders, like, nowadays, like, back then, third grade for us, like, we never even touched the computer or the <laughs> internet, barely. Only in, like, computer lab. Back then, we were playing, like all the right type and all that stuff right just the, <laughs> remember you remember that playing like all the right type and like learning how to type but nowadays oh, yeah. the kids that are like nine years i think it's like nine years old eight years old for grade three those mm -hmm. guys are like playing Fortnite, and they have all have ipads and cell phones now it's it's ridiculous how how different it is compared to what we when we were nine yeah. years old oh for sure it's it's different so even for these guys right now where we have a part of a, a tech unit and these guys are learning how to code what wow what yeah i kid you not like we're what? learning how to code using like base base coding but like basically they're using that to manipulate their own characters in minecraft and so forth and they're telling you how the shortcuts <laughs> they know they can do to like loop and so forth like which i was pretty amazed too but keep in mind these guys are born in 2012 think about it 2012 that doesn't sound like it's so long ago right oh what oh, the wait, i mean don't, that's, say, I mean, don't say that oh god oh 2012 <laughs> that's when the world ended right yeah it was supposed to but i, I think we survived to. Those, We're one of the survivors. <laughs> those damn lion lions, dude. 
Nah. That's crazy. I mean, back when, well, I don't even remember how old Minecraft is, but when Minecraft first came yeah. out, I was just like, I was just happy I could play it, but these guys are coding and learning how to manipulate their own right. characters. That's ridiculous. Holy shit. And, and they're like, learning, sorry, they're learning loops. Yeah, like, I, I tried to learn a bit of coding during the quarantine, and that shit was hard. And, like, they're learning that shit. Like, oh, I was so confused about that, too. Honestly, but, like, it's advanced. Like, these guys, like I mentioned, they're born in that year they're the ones that grew up in generation like i'm pretty sure half my class or probably like my entire class they probably touched the glass screen of an apple product before they said their first word i'm almost certain on this one 100 percent. Uh, i don't i don't doubt that for a bit it's just it, the technology is so readily available and it's so advanced compared to what we had right remember back then we had dial-up remember you can't use the telephone when you're using the computer <laughs> remember it was ridiculous right yeah but these uh -huh. guys but these guys are full-on like i said like playing Minecraft, playing Fortnite and all this stuff and learning how to code. What the heck? Um, what were we doing in grade three? Like I said, learning how to type in grade three. Right? <laughs> it, that's insane. I, sure. That's honestly like really cool to hear though. You know, even despite, mm -hmm. yeah, they do get their hands on technology probably a bit too soon. It's really cool that the curriculum does include that though. Oh yeah. It's completely revamped from like what we know as kids. So, mm -hmm. which is something I'm kind of in favor of as well, because I'm not mm -hmm. sure if you guys keep up or know anyone else who's uh, a teacher friend of yours, mm -hmm. but basically a lot of the Ontario curriculum has been revamped in a way where in, in phys ed and health, like we're actually learning about mental health and like well-being, something that we never touched wow. upon when we were kids. Yeah. yeah. Right. Especially now, it's such an important time because they even said oh, that yeah. the fact the fact that kids can't go to school, can't interact mm -hmm. with, with people, it's it's definitely sure. putting a huge mental stress on their health. So that's mm -hmm. actually insane. So like you're only doing e-learning now, right? Yep. Straight so, up, 100% on the But screen. then, wait, so you don't do in-person teaching anymore? But isn't like right now, mm -hmm. like I think it's, extended right winter break is extended because of the province wide shutdown but eventually are you not going back to teach in oh, truth is truth is is i opted out for virtual learning myself so, like i actually filled in a survey saying that i was interested in it so mm. the class oh. i have the class of 21 students i have i've never seen them face to face before but mm. these 21 students i had them since october and then basically they all decided their parents like took them out of school and then signed them up for online school and then i was available for it because at that point i think around September or so, I was telling myself after Labor Day weekend, I'm like, yo, fuck this. Like, look at the cases spiking up. It's not gonna, this is just yeah. a tease. I was like, eventually, like, school's gonna shut down again. Like, I don't wanna say I called it, yeah. but mm -hmm. I called it. And then yeah. at that point, I just told myself, I don't wanna physically be in a building anymore with hundreds of other kids or like so mm -hmm. forth. So I just mm -hmm. made the move to switch 100, like, to virtual 100%. So even when, uh, even when the lockdown is over, like, I'll only ever see these guys through a screen. Mm. Oh, I see. So you have the ability to choose whether you want to be in person or purely hundred percent online. Mm -hmm, that's right. Oh wow, that's actually really convenient. I mean, it's good for you and your family because you live with your family too, so you don't want to yeah. like put a risk. And do you think that, um, like, are do you think schools are like a contributing factor to why the cases are so high? So there's I've been asked this question a few times too, but there's definitely a higher risk factor as well like mm -hmm. despite all the safety measures we put in place and there's one rule i think that was like kind of stupid that they had when we began is that they didn't enforce kindergartens to wear masks like if you're i think yeah. the criteria was like if you're third grade and under 
you don't have yeah. to wear a mask. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, these are uh, the yeah. people who walk around yeah. and cough with their mouths, like, <laughs> open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, like, touch everything and they're touching exactly. their face and their mouth and licking everything and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I never understood that. When I heard about that, I'm wondering why that's it's not mandatory for everybody. That never made yeah. sense to me. So That raised my eyebrows, like, pretty... Like, that raised my eyebrows quite a lot, too, to be honest with you. And I, don't, I, can't, I obviously can't mention names, but... One of the schools I worked for in like this past September, mm-hmm. before I opted out for virtual learning, one of the schools I kept going back to I actually had twelve cases of COVID. Wow, that's and a it was lot. Posted, it was on it was on it was on City TV CP twenty four, but um, turns out I think they said it was only one wing that was affected, and that included mm. nine staff and three students. And I was like, wait, what are these staff doing like outside of school hours? It got yeah, me thinking clearly. a little bit, but. I don't know, like, we don't know the stream of these things, or, like, where they even, like, where the original source really came from, but mm-hmm. I think at that point, I just decided, like, it's best for myself to opt out, and keep in mind, during that time, uh, I have my, mater- my my paternal grandfather, my paternal grandmother, my bad, who lives mm-hmm. lived with us, and she, yeah. she was 87, mm-hmm. right, so, picture this, she's 87, she has diabetes and other health complications. Yep. So my parents are so convinced that like if COVID somehow brings their it bring, brings her way back home, like she she's she's done mm-hmm. at that point, mm-hmm. right? But that's that. So that's another thing I have to be cautious about, especially living with someone that's elderly and compromised. So yeah, that's one thing I didn't want to jeopardize at all. But yeah, I, I mean, all things considered, uh, like I'm happy that you're able to find this area of comfort where you can still teach and do the thing that you love and you still engage with these students, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's definitely the right call. I'm even surprised that they did end up opening schools even for a little bit because like those are hot spots. You have all these kids sure. so close together. So it, mm-hmm. and I, right. I think when it comes to uh, not having like it, it being mandatory for younger kids to do it, I think it, half of it is like a lack of understanding on like how like it affects children and the transmission mm-hmm. between that and maybe half of right. like they're kind of lazy in terms of enforcing like younger kids to adhere to that because i always see kids right. outside right now like like maybe half of the time they don't have masks on and the parents do but the kids don't and it's mm-hmm. really right. weird right yeah but it's, it's hard it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely hard to to enforce it with kids because kids don't understand right mm-hmm. you have to really like drill it into their heads or force them because you know they don't know the severity of what happens and for sure who and their friends are being like oh you don't have to do it my mom said it doesn't affect kids as much because people say that <laughs> oh if you if you get sick it's you know for kids right. it won't it won't it won't kill you you'll get sick maybe but that's okay it's only the old yeah. people that get sick and so it's just it's a mix of everything but yeah it's definitely the fact that yeah, kids definitely need to be protected. And uh, I'm glad that you're able to choose whether or not you want to be in online or in person. I'm surprised anyone want to even go to like teach a class at schools. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one, Ashley. <laughs> um, so the people I actually choose to actually stay in person, what I figured <laughs> out was usually the older teachers in their 50s who don't know how to use a computer properly. Oh. oh. You see where I'm coming from? Like, that lack of technology or the like knack, lack of using it. Okay. They're not really proficient. So they're kind of fear teaching class virtually in a way where they just decide, you know, I'll go in person and I'll take safety precautions. Right. Oh, and I see. That's basically why like the majority population that would actually would be willing to go back <laughs> are the ones who aren't really proficient with technology, in my honest opinion. And 
That's fair. I feel like this pandemic itself, this pandemic itself actually exposed some teachers, exposed the ones and, and told us who actually gives a shit about the kids and who doesn't. Hmm. What do you reason mean by I say that? this, reason I say this, so you guys remember back in high school how we used some of the content, right? Like some of the stuff that we learned and the worksheets we used? Sure. Okay, so I had older family friends who were like six, seven years above us. And then they had similar teachers as us. They're like, yo, they're still using the same worksheet. I'm like, I guess so. Fast forward now, they're still using the same thing. It's like some of the teachers who've been there for a while, who have high seniority, they don't want to reinvent the wheel. They just keep using, reusing the same shit from oh, last year. I see. Yeah. But now, yeah. as we switch to virtual, as of March, as we switch to virtual, those guys can't be reusing the same thing again. So they might have to come up with something new to do online, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. So it just really goes to show who can adapt and who's really there for the kids. And like, I hate to say it, but being in this field, it also gave me an understanding that some people are only here because of pensions and holidays. They don't really give a shit about the kids, quite mm, frankly. Yeah. yeah. I and, mean, unfortunately, it's sometimes it's about the money, unfortunately. It's just like a paycheck, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, that, that was very insightful. I'm happy that you told us about that right mm-hmm. uh, and yeah i'm sure that can be expected for any job and personally like sure. I, I have a little i have like a little mixed feeling about my own work when it comes to yeah like self-sacrifice like it's for the really? people and also of money oh, yeah. you know but mm-hmm. you know but this mm-hmm. episode's about you jimmy or should i say mr you which one's more comfortable <laughs> oh sorry. i clocked off work <laughs> all right jimmy <laughs> Yeah. So, so I mean, we we did like t- we we jumped pretty quick into uh, just mm-hmm. how this pandemic, and I guess part of that is my line of questioning. But I also want right. to see uh, what you were up to since post high school, and we're trying to follow, I guess, some oh. si- some sort of yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can go format. down memory lane for this one. Yes. All right. Sounds good. So, all right, high school. Let's rewind back. Where, when did we graduate? Oh, maybe, hey, maybe let's let's rewind. Let's rewind all the way back. So, Jimmy, you and I probably know each other longer than Michael. Right? Okay, like so Michael Port and Royal? you, right? Yeah, Port so Royal? like since yeah. Port Royal, yeah, maybe we shouldn't say that, but it's okay. Port Royal, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, but you came what? Grade six, right? Was it grade six? Uh, grade seven. Grade seven. Oh, grade seven. Okay, so uh, I knew Jimmy yeah through grade seven, and I don't think that Jimmy and I were really like friends, friends. But I think it's the fact that we were like friends of friends. Like it was just like we yeah, knew each like other that. as like acquaintances, right? So I think we just had like a mutual respect for each other but but the only reason why i think we had a respect for each other was because we both played maple story and i just feel like <laughs> for some reason we had some some like a small connection even though right. we didn't play with each other i guess so there's something like to discuss about uh, I, 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 that's how i thought about it because every time i saw you in like uh high yeah. school or whatnot it was always just like oh like we're elementary school buds like that's about it like it was never mm-hmm. we were never like super close but we were always had like this respect for each other i would like to think yeah I would say so. I, I would agree with that, to be honest. Is that why so many people disrespected me? Because I never played Maple Story and I'm a World of Warcraft dude? Oh, Maybe. man. You chose the wrong one. You'll meet but me yeah, in... You always, uh, you always hated on Maple Story. That's the reason why. <laughs> You'll meet me in, what, Channel 3 on uh, Windia? Uh, or <laughs> Scal- getting there, getting there. Scal- Sc- Scandinavia, Scaldia. <laughs> it's close. Yo, this guy just made his own server. <laughs> yeah. It's close, it's close. It's really close. I know what I'm talking but, about. But yeah, uh, yeah but definitely um, I knew Jimmy through uh, elementary school. I always thought he was a cool dude. And yeah, you became friends with like all the guys pretty quickly. And then I think, like I said, that's how we knew each other. And um, Jimmy, I don't know if you remember, but uh, I have one funny moment with you. I don't remember if you remember this. This was in grade eight. 
during our graduation trip. Do you remember this story by any chance? Okay. Um, was it something I fucked up? Was it something I fucked up? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely you. It was definitely you fucked up this one. Yo, okay. Hold so, hold on, hold on. was it was it the toilet? <laughs> yeah, it was the <laughs> toilet. Okay, so oh. for for to, 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 for the record, I, if you're okay with this, I'm gonna share it. Yeah, yeah, it's, I'm just it's, it's, no it's fucking hilarious. So what happened was that uh, we went to Ottawa. That was our so-called elementary graduation trip, and Jimmy ha- shared a room with three other guys in one room and i shared a room with three other guys and we had uh rooms beside each other right and um yeah so basically we were all like chilling and then you know the other guys were you guys were like playing cards and like doing stupid like boy stuff you know great in grade eight whatever to name you and i remember the teachers would put tape on our doors to prevent us from like leaving yeah yeah because it was like a hotel right we stayed at a hotel so they had to Mm -hmm. keep track of us right and all i remember was that i got a knock on my door right and i opened it and it's there's Jimmy or something like, and he's like, "Yo, can I use your bathroom?" I'm like, "Why?" It's just like, <laughs> I clogged my toilet. And I'm like, what? He's like, "Yeah." Like, and then all the guys are like, "Yeah, Jimmy clogged the toilet, man. I don't know what the hell happened." Next thing it came out, and the toilet was overflowing, and they had to call reception to get the plunger, and like plunge the toilet. So I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Use our toilet, right? And I'm talking with the guys because we're able to come out of doors. And then next thing you know, my buddy that was in the same room as me came to me and was just like, "Yo." Our, our toilet's clogged. I was like, what? <laughs> so Jimmy clogged two toilets in, in like a span of like like 30 minutes or an hour somehow. And I remember they had to call reception to get a plunger. And Jimmy literally plunged both those toilets right there and then. And I was just like, yeah, that was a good time. I'm glad I'm you remember that, that actually. I'm glad I'm you remember that. that happened. Yeah. 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 I don't what know how you clogged you... both our toilets. Yo, that was a good one, though. What did you eat? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember, I was... but. I, I think I actually got food poisoning after that, to be honest. Whatever I ate at that restaurant wasn't, like... Good, I guess. I don't know yeah. what happened that for me, but, like, everyone else was fine. Like, who was I in the room with? It was Brian. Brian, Max. uh, Max. Was it uh, Justin? Justin. Justin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Justin T. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember, yeah, coming coming out and just seeing, like, oh, my, yo, yo, our toilet's clogged. I'm like, what the hell? Who clogged it? And I was like, it's Jimmy. <laughs> I was like, again? I was like, how? But, yeah, anyways. Back yeah, <laughs> yeah, back to back. So, was, I always... To this day, I still remember Jimmy as the guy who clogged both toilets. <laughs> so, um, this episode yeah, but- is there's a lot of talking about shit and toilets. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we can call it episode three talking shit with Jimmy. You, uh, yeah, exactly. oh, I like that. Actually, ah, see, wow, coming up with titles right here and then. Yeah, and it, it's just crazy to me to think that you clogged one toilet, you went to the next room, and you still had to shit like you were like unfinished, you puckered, and you're like, guys, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta use this one too. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. That's all I can remember. I don't know why, like, to this day, when I look back, I'm like, I don't know why I ate at that restaurant, but... Good times. I was like, was can, I, can I die from the shit? Can I, like, die from shitting too much? Maybe, yeah. Who knows? God damn. Yeah, yeah that was... Yeah. And that was, uh, that was public school. And then, yeah, like, high school, like I said, we were just, like, mutual acquaintances because, like, either we had some classes classes together or, yeah, like I said, we were friends of friends, right? We just saw each other yeah. all and then we acknowledged Mutuals. each other, but... What about you, Michael? Do you how do you know Jimmy? Uh, well, honestly, my memory's garbage, right? I think Jimmy, like we we didn't hung, hang out in like the same circle, right? You were nah. like you're you're very athletic, so and, and yep. I'm clearly not. So you know, we push that far. Yeah. So so yeah, you were always with track. You know, you did a lot of sports, and you hung around that group, and you you did that shit. So like, I don't think we mm-hmm. we intercrossed too often. I 
because we're brainstorming about like things that we remember and one thing i remember is that in grade nine we i think it was you right we had geography class together miss tantas right yeah oh right yeah, okay I thank you. yeah and i remember whenever we had a substitute teacher you always yeah. ask me to forge you a doctor's note so you can leave <laughs> <laughs> i came front about that i was like I was like, give me the fuck out. I was like, I'm not letting shit from this one right yeah. now. They, they don't know what they're teaching. <laughs> That's you, right? That was you. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, reason, God, I remember, you got good calligraphy. I don't know why. Like, even, like, at that age, when we were in, like, grade nine, like, your writing was on point. I was like, holy shit, this guy can actually, you know, write a decent signature. Maybe they'll think, like, I actually have to leave for a doctor's appointment. And <laughs> it's, it's, it. it's funny, yeah. I think I just had the smallest writing, so they couldn't see if it was bad or not. But... It, mm -hmm. it it's just a funny memory of that now i i'm sure that as a teacher you can tell like oh this guy has to go see a doctor sit the fuck down i don't believe you i don't believe you <laughs> so he, he, he was like mystery i don't feel so i was like oh really <laughs> i don't know about that anymore you yeah ask... you know all the you, you know all the excuses right pretty much like, i had kids before like when we were in person they try to like skip class or not skip class but miss class right they're like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, uh, I hurt my finger at recess. I need a, I need a bandy ice pack. I was like, no, shut up, you're fine. Shut up, you're fine. That's such a okay. Angry. I didn't obviously say it to him, but like, in my mind, I'm just like, oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, this again. Okay. This again. Yeah. How do you actually? That's such a good thing because you have like third graders, or I don't know who else you taught, but how do you like filter yourself out? Because obviously, you have to be like somewhat professional oh, yeah. to students, right? So how do you do it? I feel like. You must have let it slip once or twice accidentally, right? I did, and it was like pretty embarrassing. This was during practicum when I was still in teachers' college, and then oh. what was it? It was like I mean, it was like Mother's. It was Mother's Day weekend coming up, and I came up with this activity I found on Pinterest, which saved my life. Um, okay. I had this like art activity coming out to make flowers. Basically, we're painting the bottom of a water plastic water bottle with uh, we're making a palette like that, and then we're stamping it on black construction paper to make. Our mom's like a bouquet out of paint. Wait, that's so nice. Oh, that's that nice. Really, that is really nice. That is really nice. Yeah, that's idea super cool. Like that. And then we also got some branches from the uh, yard. So, you know, break apart, super glue it onto it. So it actually looks like a natural flower. That's so, wow. when I was like telling the kids, like they were discouraged. They're like, oh, Mr. Ewell, I'm not good at art. And then I was supposed to say, don't worry. You guys are all artistic. I said, yo, oh. you guys are all autistic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It, it turned uh, it from a encouraging speech to a roast. To, yeah. <laughs> okay, that, that, that time I just flew all over the heads. My mentor looked at me. He was like, yo, did you just say what I think you said? I was like, oh, fuck. Oh. And like, it just flew over their heads. Like, it didn't even happen to the kids. It's like, they thought I, they thought I said what I meant to say. but Yeah, I said because that one's one. easily, it's easily like, you can cover it really easily, right? Autistic. It could be like maybe like you have an accent, or it could be just like you know a speech, right. like your speech, right? So if you're slurring your words, you could say autistic, artistic. It's really similar. Right. But I meant like when you say like accidentally say like like shit, or you cuss accidentally or something like oh, that. Oh, that that's slipped out of my mouth before. That slipped out of my mouth like a few times. I would say. Ah, but there you go. See? They know. They know because like their parents swear too. Right? Like it's it happens. Ah, oh, they just like hey, like, can you say it? They know. And that's Kinda, just, that's, that's like, a scar romance for you, you know? That's, that's our vocabulary. There's like times where I actually like forgot to mute myself because like, you know how we do virtual, <laughs> oh right? And then I forgot to like mute myself or I forgot the, cam the camera still on. And I think it was like one time, it was just, I uh, came back from a Monday. It was a Monday morning. 
And then I was just tired, right? I thought I was muted. I sat on my chair. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was about to start my day. And then this, this, is when I was, um, this is when I was teaching summer school. I was teaching summer school virtually for grade 7 and 8 students. Yeah. Once I once I did that, like I just saw the chat blow up in LOLs and like XDs. <laughs> I like, oh like, y'all y'all heard that? Yeah. <laughs> My bad. My bad. That's, yeah, that's it's hilarious. happened, but like, no one's no one's really ratted me out or anything. Like everyone's been pretty yeah. cool. I feel like I have a pretty good relationship with all the kids I've taught or cross paths with. Like I've had a pretty decent relation with them so far. Yeah, like I, I would love like if I was in the students' positions, like I would love to see situations like that, right? I understand like the teachers have to maintain boundaries for professionalism, but that's hilarious. Hundred like, percent. Like, and I want, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall when you called all the kids autistic and just see yeah. your mentor like looking XD, at you. XD, <laughs> LOL, XD. Yeah. Oh, my mentor was like red. He was like, "Yo," he was like, he just, I'm like, <laughs> "I think I just said what I, I think I just said what I think I said." <laughs> you know you can't <laughs> diagnose people like that right you can't i know they're all probably uh, autistic oh that's so good no all the all the fortnite kids are like ah, i know what he said <laughs> oh yeah they're <laughs> laughing they too. say way worse i mean like i said nowadays all these kids play these like online games like uh, like mm-hmm. fortnite and stuff like that they know they've heard way worse so it's oh, 100%. For, for you to let it slip it's not that big of a deal maybe in our nah. generation i i hate that i say our generation like we're super old we're not that old but right. like back then if you hear somebody say the f word you're like oh yeah right yeah you're like you would never see a teacher just do that it's like in our minds they're just like you know angels and good people who probably live at the school yeah yeah and then adults behind your back they're talking shit right mm-hmm. yeah. it happens man these kids yeah, are yeah. fucking my mom so early now dude <laughs> honestly <laughs> like that's i haven't heard my i haven't heard that like the most times i've ever heard that was probably on the cod lobby <laughs> You guys oh, yeah. Duty uh, oh yeah hell, hell yeah. yeah jesus christ non-stop non-stop uh we're <laughs> actually sponsored no okay we're not wait what no <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah. this is this is the part of the podcast where we accept any you get endorsements huh? yeah, yeah oh okay tell me about it eventually eventually one day one day okay, okay. thanks to you really... thanks to you we'll shout oh, you out geez. no worries <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we so we're just talking about some stories, but that's all I really remember. But yeah, go ahead. Like, what mm-hmm. did you do after high school? After high school, yeah. All right, so okay, it's all blur. But um, you guys remember it was like a super stressful time when we we're in grade twelve. Like, you remember like during exams and so forth, yep. and we're trying to get that top six average with English included. Yep. Yep. So it was like during that time where it's I didn't know what I really wanted to do. I applied for eight programs it got into seven out of eight wow okay overachiever okay 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 not not flex not flex but <laughs> it varied these programs varied anywhere from kinesiology to criminology mm. and believe it or not i actually got like i actually took into nursing as well i i got the grades for it but i didn't really want to do it but i just like mm-hmm. was like okay let's see let's see what this is about right so surprisingly enough like one of my acceptance letters was actually ryerson's nursing like mm-hmm. the straight four years at Ryerson. And I was like, huh? Yeah. But at the end of the day, what really struck out to me was um, one of my mentors asked me, is like, you know, Jim, if money had no value, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? So then like that really made me think and reflect. I was like, okay, what's really makes you happy is like, honestly being around young people, being around kids and like, just like sharing them with my experience and teaching them 
right? It was like, there's nothing more gratifying than when a kid understands a concept that you've been trying to convey for a while and they mm. finally get it, right? Yeah. So it's like that success that they have, it's super gratifying. It's hard for me to explain to anyone else, but that is, it is what it is. So from there on, went to Ryerson ECE before I bridged into York's concurrent education program for Teachers College. And mm. that's where things really happened. Funny story though, um, about that nursing acceptance. So I remember that summer off, for whatever reason, I had to do a blood test. Yeah, I had yeah. to do a blood test at, at my doctor's clinic. So they took a blood test out of me and then I looked at it, it was like dark red, right? And all of a sudden after they unplugged it, put the bandaid on me, alcohol, and like put the cotton on me, like I still felt feel nauseous. Okay. Okay. I looked at it, I felt nauseous. I ran to the washroom, I puked. And I was like, at that moment I knew, I was like, I can't be a nurse. Oh. oh. I was like, I cannot be a nurse. I was like, maybe things happen for a reason. And maybe that's why I didn't pursue that program or field anymore. But to be honest, I don't think I would have made it because at the end, you need a 70 in bio, right? And I don't want to mention names, but my grade 12 bio teacher, like, really <laughs> shit the bed. And, like, I didn't really learn anything. So mm. when exams came, I dropped below that 70. And mm. I got a letter that told me that got taken taken away from me. So, so be it. Mm. Uh, um, just, to, just for the record, was your grade 12 bio teacher the one who kept doing the stretches? Yes. Wait, yes. no, no. He's the one that he was the one that kept doing the YouTube videos. YouTube videos. YouTube videos. Okay. Well, not the it's... not the not pistol of positivity. No, not, <laughs> not the, pistol of not the warrior that, pose. That, that him? No, I got the G. No, I'm talking. I about love the, that guy. Yeah, I had the, the, him. the I new guy. The, the new guy. Oh, the other guy. The new guy, the Guaylo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I don't remember. All right, all right. I, I, I got it. I got it. Right. Okay. So I, I don't know, I, man. It was, it was a, it was a shitty time for all of us, but you know, things happen for a reason. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's called the vasovagal response. So like when you see something like blood yeah. and it causes you to feel nauseous or is that, is that, is that an actual thing? Yeah. Vasovagal. Really? Yeah. It's, it's relatively common actually. And yeah, it's, My if goodness. you had that, you would probably have a pretty bad time in nursing. Cause yeah, a lot of blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, I just said like, Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to all the frontline workers you guys are you know you guys are basically the superheroes of society yourself <laughs> included michael so, well, uh, well thank you we'll have you on for another show yeah <laughs> man, oh, no worries nah, man he shouted us out we have to pay him now oh god oh shit oh, never mind no, take no. it back take it back uh, yeah. redacted. <laughs> redacted redacted we'll edit it out in post yeah, i think i see you around campus a few times like during undergrad or so right it was like multiple occasions i think i've seen you around slc or like around the campus Oh no! It was the other Asian guy. Oh, okay, never mind. I thought, <laughs> yeah, there's so I, many of them. I don't remember if I actually ran into you in campus, but right, yeah, maybe. I I don't. I hang around the SLC most of the time. Right. Um, yeah, trying to study, but not really doing it successfully. That's tough when you see a friend. It's like it's over. That studying session's over, man. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Do you miss it? Do you miss going to Arson? Like it's. I would say I miss being a student sometimes because back then you just don't have to worry about it. You just go to school, go to, you know, study, do well, hang around with some friends. That's it, right? But yeah. now, like, when Dalton hits, you got, like, bills to pay for. And you know what? Actually, for us going to Ryerson, it was actually a dangerous, it was a dangerous situation. Think about it. We were, like, 18, and then, did you guys apply for OSAP? Kind of personal question. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Okay, so when that OSAP money kicked in overnight, I've never seen that many zeros in my bank account before. <laughs> and we're right beside, we're right beside Eden Center. I'm like, fuck, this is tempting right now. Uh, but obviously, oh, so you cashed out? I wouldn't say so. No, I just I actually pay my tuition off and whatever I had left, I just trade myself. Maybe oh. invested here and there, but 
so be it. That's what you yeah, did? I, I spent it all on Zanzibar. So, oh, uh, yo, is your girl going to be listening to this? I mean, <laughs> who do you think I took there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Zanzibar will take sponsorships if they're still open. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why? why? Uh, 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 anyways. Uh, wait, but okay, so yeah, you did go into ECE after your nursing uh your stint in nursing which is cool because I, re- I do remember we have a mutual friend uh, who did go into ECE as well and that's mm-hmm. where I remember uh, where you went after school but I, I don't yeah. know I, I still want to ask you questions about teaching but there's we've been through like almost 50 minutes of this podcast already and I want to talk right. about your 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 weightlifting I want to talk about your photography too yeah your, oh okay so okay. we we need to un- uh, put this out there Jimmy is an accomplished power lifter Man is like lean, muscular, full of muscle, and yet, yet he lifts so much pounds. I don't get how he does it. And also the fact that he has a Instagram and also a TikTok that's kind of like paired together, where he, he does photography and photo editing. And some of the photos that he does, amazing. I honestly, I'm jealous because I want to learn how to do that too. I got you guys. You guys ever need a shoot? Anything LinkedIn? You let me know. <laughs> oh, link, LinkedIn, LinkedIn too, eh? Oh shit. Oh, I got to look professional. Actually, right, huh? actually, might take him up on that. <laughs> but yeah, do, do you want to talk? Do you want to keep talking about teaching, or do you want to uh, talk a little bit more about either? Because we could we can shift we can, the focus. We can we can always shift a little. I was gonna mention um as well, just like some of the. I was gonna mention some something about like back in high school that mm-hmm. you remember how we had something like like the bird courses, right? Yeah. Or we call it, like the easy courses. You remember in grade ten, like everyone tells you, take auto food and weights in your set. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the bird courses. Yeah, the bird courses. So what I kind of realized, like after graduating, is like those like so-called bird courses with delinquents are actually the ones that taught me the most in high school. Yeah, because they're not STEM courses, right? Exactly. But, but those are mm-hmm. the most useful for everybody. I would agree. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So like, there's like a time where I actually like blew my, my my tire was flat, and then I remember what Mister Mister V taught us, and like I actually put the spare on i was like it wasn't for like class like what the hell would i be doing would i be going on youtube on the street right now <laughs> yeah right, honestly so now, nowadays yeah a f- funny Probably. story about the spare tire like I, I actually like blew a tire maybe like a month ago i only remember oh, it was cold right and mm-hmm. I, I i was like fuck a uh, good thing there's like other people with me too right and one of them mm-hmm. was a guy who knew how to change a tire but we didn't know where the fucking okay. tire was on my Dodge Caravan. We spent like oh, no. half an hour trying to figure it out. Is it the hatch, like the hatch underneath? Uh, no, it's like underneath the car, right? And you had to. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you had to like we were looking through the manual. It was dark and cold, right? We were in like a gas station, <laughs> and we ha- you had to go through like ten steps to assemble like a tool to be able to unhook the tire and when we finally got there there was no spare tire someone fucking either teethed my tire or like they used oh, it they used it and they did never uh replace oh it. like your like your, who else uses your car like your, your parents yeah yeah maybe them maybe i called them they're like no never heard of it so no either they're snaking me or someone <laughs> stole my fucking tire <laughs> god damn yeah but i i i'm I'm relating to that story because I, I recognize the fear because like, oh shit, I have a spare mm-hmm. tire and I didn't know what to do with that. But and right. that's where, yeah, someone did. But yeah, those courses are clutch, I would say. For sure, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
I'm surprised they don't do that more throughout. Like, th- it should be like mandatory courses, learning like simple. Like, not, I wouldn't say simple, but these are like life things. Fundamental. Like, for example, how, how to file your income tax. I feel like that should be they something that you should That learn. should be something that they should teach us in accounting, which they don't do, but we still numbers in a spreadsheet. Yep. Exactly. I don't understand. Like, and besides, like doing your income tax nowadays is a lot easier because they literally just tell you, like, just take this line and put the number from this line here, and it's oh, yeah. like literally just inputting numbers. So it's not that hard. But mm-hmm. at the same time, they're not teaching you this, or they're not teaching you how to like take care of yourself. Right. Hundred percent agreed with that. Oh, man. Well, good thing we have Mr. Yu here, who will be an ambassador <laughs> of future yeah. educational change. Mm-hmm. You know? how, how you start a YouTube channel, How to Change a Tire by Mr. You. <laughs> oh, man. I fuck with that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so uh, maybe let's shift the focus mm-hmm. if you don't have any other stories. Uh, maybe I Sounds can good. ask Sounds about good. your... Uh, is powerlifting the right term or, or what? Yes. What would you oh, powerlifting? So a lot of people get it confused between powerlifting and weightlifting. But um, one way I could say is weightlifting is what you see in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Those are the two lifts, which is clean and jerk and snatch. That's really... Mm difficult to actually perform that without having an actual coach to like take you through it because these movements are probably the most complex movements you can do of a barbell period yeah they're very dangerous i've seen i've seen them do it, it looks very dangerous yeah i keep oh, getting yeah. stuck on the jerk part uh, Ooh, um, yeah, I, 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 that's all i do right and then uh powerlifting is pretty much the strength sport that i've committed myself to in the last two years or so so mm-hmm. it's realistically it's a strength sport that you have the squat the bench press the deadlift so in a competition you would have three attempts at each lift so three attempts each lift in total you have nine lifts altogether, and you're basically facing people in your weight class who weigh the same as you and whoever has the biggest total basically takes the w oh but okay. uh the reason i got into it's because it's a sport that i can measure and it's it's objective so you can look at these numbers and see yourself progressing over time, right? So you, like you mentioned before, you remember like when in high school, I was a track athlete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like for us, it's track is like the most, probably the most universal sport. It's the ultimate measuring stick of overall human capability, how fast you can run, how mm-hmm. far you can jump. These are all things you can measure and see if you're improving. So numbers, numbers don't lie. So that's probably mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I kind of got into it myself because I want to see how far I can actually push myself and see how much I can actually progress so yeah. far. It's basically me versus me at the end of the day. I like that. It, it was very useful because when I was studying for anatomy and physiology, I, ne- I never had to look at a textbook. I just watch your videos and I just see literally every muscle bulging. I'm like, oh, there's that one. <laughs> I'm flattered. Oh man! Why are you why are you gassing him so hard, man? Oh, Jeez, I man. sorry. I told you you were gonna gas him up, Alex. I know. You. I was supposed to gas him up. I just thought about that. It was great. Switching roles. Oh man, <laughs> that's sick, dude. How how do you get into I guess competitively? Like so start... yeah. Go ahead. So basically, I was I was training on my own for some time, and then one day, one of uh someone dm me on ig was like yo why don't you drop by our gym and uh team sometime right and Ooh. little did i know that guy <laughs> soon became my coach and he's a gym owner himself. he's he's a business owner himself now but before when i first met him he was a head kinesiologist that was basically using the after hours of his uh physio place to run a barbell club and then i kind of fell in love with that that team training by itself right i was like whoa it's actually pretty sick there's a, a community in sense here so kind of after that, kind of took the sport a little more serious. And then he somewhat advertised himself to me. He was like, if you're really serious about the sport, I'll take you under my wing and I'll coach you, right? Mm-hmm. So 
at that time, I didn't know who he really was, but I knew that like, he knew his shit and like he's a kinesiology graduate, knows his anatomy, he can fix me and like help my form here and there. And then mm-hmm. flash forward a few months later, this guy went to Worlds and then he won Canada a gold medal in the bench press. Well, Jesus. Like, you would never you would never understand, like you would never picture a five five three Filipino guy. Five three <laughs> Filipino guy. This guy's like this guy's one forty five like me and when he went to the stage at Worlds, this guy paused bench like dead stop on his chest. He benched three eighty five, like Holy and it was God. on his chest still. And then when he got the compressed command, he just like skyrocketed and pushed in. Then that basically helped him win the gold medal for Canada. I didn't know at that time. I was like, Yo, this guy's one of the strongest lifters in the world in my weight class, and he's super knowledgeable. I was like, God damn! Like I think I fell into like the right situation at the right time. And he himself feels like you know there's potential in you, and I feel like you have a really high ceiling in the sport. So I want to make sure you turn the right way and not injure yourself jesus and so far since then after that basically we've been doing different cycles like qualifying for nationals qualifying for mm-hmm. centrals like central canada and basically it's ontario versus team quebec and that's why i went to during my first year into the sport and like, uh-huh. it's just super rewarding seeing myself like progress over time but inevitably injuries do happen and sometimes like for the stupidest reasons too mm-hmm. oh were you injured um most recently i was i was actually injured in june so i i rented a, a setup from him and around, like that time around summertime you know how things are almost turning back to normal cases are under 100 per day yeah mm-hmm. like things are just turning back to normal and then some of my friends want to chill and grab a little tea and like i want to train at the same time before it gets too dark so oh. i kind of rush i rush my mobility i, I skip my mobility rush my warm-up and then i ended up tweaking my lower back from squatting uh-huh. So Oof. at that moment, you know, sometimes in life, how you have a moment where you instantly regret something and wish you can go back in time. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those moments. So basically what happened was <clears throat> in a back squat, I dove too deep and I didn't brace hard enough. I didn't breathe hard enough to like stay tight. And mm. then basically my spine kind of went wobbled back and forth on my way back up. So I kind of basically good morning the weight. Oh, no. That's, and then that's... at that point, I just like I knew I fucked up. I, I re-racked the weight and I just like sat down. And from there, I realized when I got up, like everything was hurting. Like oh, it was bad. Okay. Michael could probably yeah. correct me on this one, but they sells my well, my sacroiliac joint, my SI joint, my hip. So basically, for two weeks, I find it hard to do even the most basic human tasks, like walking, putting on pants, any tucking motion, putting on pants, getting out of the car. That was super painful. Like it was just like a burning sensation. Wow. So that's one thing about it. It's like if you're really gonna be committed to sport, at the weights that. I was like moving at that time it's you can't you can't really risk an injury because it would be catastrophic and they'll affect like every way of life possible for sure are, are you still in pain no like that basically after those two three weeks i went back to 100 percent again but oh, it was a tough okay. it was a tough two three weeks i was chilling with frank at the park and like basically from you know how you guys know michael wait alex probably knows you know how portal has like mm-hmm. the the park there and like the playground like it took yep. me half it took me a good half an hour to walk there from my house, Jeez. and I live that close. Yeah, so you live really think close. Many, so think about the small steps I was taking, right? I was actually, yeah. I was going to back down. I was like, you know, fuck it. Maybe I just walked to the end of my street and wave hi to him and go back home. But I'm like, nah, <laughs> mama ain't raised no bitch. <laughs> yeah, but now we know the true lesson is, you know, squats over bubble tea. Yeah, so you know the bubble <laughs> tea, you'll fuck up your back. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, I did, I did. like gains, right? Always got to go for gains. 
100%. I didn't actually even end up meeting with those people because I hurt myself and I didn't want to like. That. <laughs> wow, so it's, like, that's, it's, I, it's not even worth it. I'd be surprised if you met with them. Like they see you crawling into the store. Like Jimmy, what the oh fuck? Up? I made, I made, I made <laughs> it, guys. I made it. That was commit. That would be commitment for sure. And we're and we're back. I had some technical issues. Yeah, fire our producer again. They couldn't provide Jimmy with the appropriate setup. Unacceptable. So you're. You're always about gains, right? So no curls, no girls, no pecs, no sex, right? Yeah. Gains over girls. <laughs> Yo, who doesn't know Cheng Man, man? That's my that's my yeah. life motto, man. I haven't thought about that in so long. Honestly, I, I'm 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 sad because like the gyms are like closed, right? So mm. I've been neglecting my workouts. I really want to go work out, and I've been really getting back into it. But ever since the things closed down, like there's only so much you can do at home, and like fortunately, you have somebody that they gave you a home setup, right, for your like. For your lifts, they did. They did, uh, they did during the summertime, but like right now, since winter is like cold as balls, I said like I rather not just do whatever I can do at home in the meantime. Mm. So what do you do? What do you do then? Because like normal, uh, your normal things are like the three, the big three, right? Deadlift, squat, and bench press, right? So aside from that, we also have little lifts called accessory lifts. So what they are is basically using dumbbells and kettlebells and other resistance to build muscles in your other other muscles that can help you in those free lifts mm -hmm. basically it's like bodybuilding uh, in layman's term but um pretty much been just doing whatever i can do at home just to stay active and not regress too much i see you just like call your dad over here let me bench press you <laughs> mom mom jump <laughs> on too. Oh, yeah, that's, exactly. that's too light that's too light <laughs> stop moving <sighs> i actually had to set up my my parents were super concerned because they were super concerned because I had it in the in the garage, and then they came home from work. My my mom was like, "Oh, like before you move this way, before you try to like do this, do you want to wait till dad comes?" I was like, "If dad comes home, there's not shit he can do either." <laughs> I fail, I fail. I'm gonna go down with the weight. I'm gonna go down with the bar. There's no like you and dad can't do anything. <laughs> about <me. laughs> Yeah, if I go down, yeah, they're going down. <laughs> exactly. I was like, forget it. But it's pretty funny. Um, right now it's just basically kettlebell and dumbbells just do a little circuit here and there but at the end of the day it's you know we're, we're we're surviving a pandemic right now and i would say probably like lifting moving weights is probably not the number one priority it's more more so my family myself and everyone's well-being that's great yeah, so sure. the fact so now that you're not really doing powerlifting right now but i'm assuming you'll get back into it full swing once things go back to normal what have you been doing in your off time so a lot of times i would well, we're running kind of like a basketball fantasy league right now, so uh -huh. kind of with games a little bit more than usual. Um, mm. Netflix a little bit more, my my girlfriend, and um, shut up. Just being, just being <laughs> and also we're just trying different recipes out because I don't know. I feel like coaching those essential skills that when you move out, eventually you got to make sure you cover those at least two meals a day, right? So taking. Right oh, I see. Are you the chef or is she the chef? Who's the oh, chef I'm, of that? Of the... I'm more of the sous chef. Like she leaves me to do the meats, but like everything else, like she, she's pretty proficient. I'll give her that. Does she make wow. you sear everything that causes a lot of splashes? I would say sear everything, but like we, we make sure steaks are always medium rare around mm, okay. there. Nice, 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 nice. Like Gordon Ramsay said, no, no color, no flavor, right? So... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> see, like, see, everyone knows. Everyone's watched the Gordon Ramsay video yeah. on like on the simple cooking stuff. But that's great. Like, it's great that you cook with your uh, your girlfriend. You guys hang out right now because technically, uh, you guys don't live together, right? So, how does it work? 
So, like, I'm not sure if bylaw officers are listening to this, but we still see each other, like, once or twice. <laughs> but, uh, you could plead the fifth on this case, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you this don't want to get redacted. Oh, no, no, we came up with the whole, like, we came up with a whole alibi, so we're, like, saying, if we ever do get pulled over for a police officer, which is confirmed that they wouldn't, we'd be like, you know, you're my tenant, your ID hasn't updated yet. And I, I got it to memorize my whole post code and, and address as well. So Whoa, that's legit. Whoa. That's wow. such a good alibi. Wow. I just be like, uh, I'm getting groceries. <laughs> that's all I say. <laughs> in case they do ask for ID, you kind of like thought about that the next part as well, just in case, right? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I um, he sounds like he's more prepared than half of us. So <laughs> well, he's good. a teacher. He's a teacher. He has ah. to prepare less lesson plans. He's preparing his alibi too. All right, he's a genius. So Alex, you remember like when we played we played the Maple Story private server, Maple mm -hmm, Legend? Yeah. Yes. So true story is she's she was our guildie. Oh yeah, I I, I, I recognized her name. I was like, oh that name looks familiar and it was in the same guild. So I'm actually right. surprised you found you found her through Maple Story. How yeah, did it um, happen? I'd be please share the details. Spill the tea. It's like a blessing in disguise. It's we're just guildies in the same guild. We never actually like met each other in, in the game, right? But I think one time um, I did a, like a shameless plug. I, I plugged in my IG and like she followed my page a little bit. <laughs> Ooh. And then Ooh. Time where it was a time where oh, I got I got. Do you guys you remember I got banned from I got banned from MapleStar for a week? Yes, I do remember that. I'm not gonna say why you got banned, but I <laughs> I remember you got banned. I got banned, and then after that, I kind of talked to her there for a bit. But there was like briefs, like there was like gaps in between, right? I think it's like okay. I fully, fully quit in May, and then we would reply to each other's story every now and then. Mm -hmm. And at first, I kind of shafted her, or kind of just <laughs> what did I curved her for a bit? But then, you know, our bombs. Ooh, ooh finessed her, bro. Ooh, you finessed her. So she wanted to hang out. I was like, yeah, yeah, someday. And then, some date me. I'm like, oh shit, babe. But anyways, um. Well, how shit ended up happening was, I think one time around August, I just had the courtesy. I was like, you know, she asked me to hang out before, but really follow through. So I'm going to take the initiative. This time I'm going to ask her to hang out with me. So I went to grab some corn dogs, young young shepherd area, grab some bubble tea, hung out, and then just clicked off from there. I don't know. It's just at first glance, I was like, yo, this girl's pretty cool. Like, you know, she seems like she can really kick it with me. And then we went to like a few other, we actually went hiking together on um, our second date. Wow. Wow! Mm. Oh, then from, at like uh, those Hamilton Falls with the waterfall. It was actually um Inglis Falls, somewhere near. Gosh, I'm trying to remember exactly, where, but it's like two hours north from here. But it did it those... did it give you the opportunity to take off a shirt next to the waterfall, like or any running water? Because <laughs> she's got to see the body, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's essential. Oh man! Like, honestly, but hike from that hike alone, like I feel like that connection kind of bridged a little better. And like, there was times that we actually like held hands. We're also, there were like two of my other friends, right? So it wouldn't be as awkward. As awkward. And yeah. we were just, it's like, you know, you're going with a stranger that you met for the second time to hike two hours away. Doesn't that sound a little sketch to you? Yeah, it sounds like like someone's gonna like bury the other person, you yeah. know? Murder mystery about to happen. But anyways, one with two of my other good friends. And then after that day, after a second day, we just saw seeing each other like every other day. And wow. Kind of clicked and yeah, here we are like almost five months in oh, okay. well, five, wow five months wow holy shit 
<laughs> so when did it become official? Like how how many more dates, how many more hikes in strange places and dark alleyways did it take to become boyfriend girlfriend? I was like, okay, first thing I was like, end of August, well, August 18, and then we got together first week of September, September 3rd. So nice. it's about a little, a little more than two weeks since we got there. It just like, you know, it just felt right. And I was like, I don't want to waste time. I don't want to let this opportunity go away. Mm-hmm. You know, beautiful person at heart and i think she'll 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 treat me right and treat me good mm. so there we go oh, you're, mm. you're gonna make you're gonna make me cry man don't stop <laughs> the real story is they drove two hours away it's, and they she didn't have a choice like you are right back this is an ultimatum oh, <laughs> no cho- you had no choice, no either, choice. either you say yes or see you later <laughs> and, and that's why then it's like you know just like subtle hand-holding but nothing major back then yeah hand-holding on the second date i didn't realize we invited such a hole onto this podcast <laughs> yeah wow i couldn't do that <laughs> but yeah we're yeah. happy for you dude like that's good to hear uh, yeah honestly i mean you you achieved my grade four grade five dreams finding finding a maple girlfriend man that was that was me back then back in the day yeah thing is like we're in the city and like there's so many times her and I could have crossed paths, but we just never, the stars never aligned. And we somehow meet each other in the midst of a pandemic on a game. Think about all yeah. the different parts there can be. Think about all the different guilds there could be. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. That's it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. She was like 15 minutes away from me. So it's like, whoa, you know, yeah. where are you? Yeah. These, and these are players from all across the world, too. It's not just like a Toronto only private server. There's people from the States or Europe, or whatever, playing this server. The fact that you met somebody in the same guild. In the same city, fifteen minutes away. Pretty crazy, man. Sure, man. Yeah. Well, let's be real. Nobody plays Maple Story. Shut up. <laughs> well, uh, the outcast in high school now. Now we know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's so much to talk about with Jimmy's uh, photography thing that we have haven't talked about yet. I feel like his his photography, your photography, is actually one of the most interesting things. Oh wow! Thanks. Flattered. Basically, how I actually got started, you guys are kind of wondering, right? Yeah, because yeah. you're a master photographer, master photo editor. Honestly, like, just how did you do it and who inspired you or why did you do it? So, it was around January 2018. I'm not sure if you guys remember, but, like, back in high school around that time, I was dating someone for nearly four and a half, almost, almost five years, actually. I was dating someone for almost five years. Yep. Well, yep. And I don't, I don't want to mention, but, like, long story short, she fucked up. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and that time, like, I was just in a really bad position. Like, I was just like in a void myself where I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to see anyone. And for the record, I skipped school for I skipped school for the first five weeks, and this was my last semester. Mm. Wow! You know, like I was, I'm so close to like finishing, and then basically that hit me. And like, and then, I don't know. One day I was just like scrolling through social media. I was on Twitter, and then I saw some pictures like people posted, like Blocktio posted some pictures. I was like, hey. Like, that looks pretty cool. I was like, I think if I really took the time and effort to learn, I was like, I think I can make something. I think I can make a pretty cool cityscape as well, right? Mm-hmm. So that, uh, for that reason, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, this isn't healthy right now. I need to actually do something more productive. I need to like return back to normal life because mm-hmm. that wasn't the end of the world. So then I went to Best Buy, got 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 like a basic camera kit, and then started like playing around with it. And one of my good friends at the time was we still still my good friend. Well, we were talking about it and i was like oh you own the same camera as me i was like it's neat can you teach me around so we kind of went around 
practice a little bit and then over time I just wanted YouTube, started learning editing techniques, learning like the color palette, the color wheel, just like reinforce what colors go good together, what looks good together and so forth and just started practicing my own edits, right, as I go. Mm-hmm. And then what really pushed it for me was I think like one of my first photos somehow I, I posted something and then I went to bed, right? I don't really check social media. I don't like really keep count of engagements so forth. I just want to create and then like, you know, go back to re- reality. Like just post it and nice. then, that's it. I don't really give a shit about like how much or anything something gets. And yeah. then I woke up this morning and then the next morning then like my phone like literally just like blew up and I was like, Oh shit, I got shared by like all these different pages like Toronto CLX, Streets of Toronto, Block TO, Curiosity, Six like whatever. And I was like, Oh, goddamn like one of the photos I I, I made well, it was like a snow shot during that square. Man, I was like getting off class and that day for whatever reason, like set my camera in my bag, right? So a picture of how the nest square looks like with some snow falling and then somehow that photo blew up and then mm. it got posted on like a few other big social media pages with 400k followers and then from there on i had people messaging me to want to buy digital rights to my photo wow. and it was crazy like proper people it's like i had office corporate lawyers who were trying to make a new website they asked me they're like can i buy the digital rights to your photo i'll type you this agreement and then i want to use your photos for my, my website i was like holy shit and oh, then that's really real cool. estate real estate office actually, actually like hit me up as well and i thought it was like surprising i was like whoa you know and then these guys were what a digital licensing basically is is that i give them the rights to use my photos for anything that they need like whether it's graphic design doesn't yeah, matter right yeah mm-hmm. okay. yeah that was that and then it's funny because like, i didn't reach out to them they reached out to me and then that time they're they're quoting me at a hundred dollars for photo i'm like what the fuck wow <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that I, guap, dude. Why? I'm like, wait. I was like, what's so special? I was like, I swear, there's other better photography for photographers outside than me. So I look up Tyler's journey. I look up these like OGs, right? And then they're like, what separates you from the rest is that you capture angles. Usually, people don't. So that's why. And then I was like, sitting there. I was like, wait a second. I was like, what the fuck? I just made three hundred dollars without doing anything. Someone just reached out to me. <laughs> <laughs> This man is so humble. He's just like, ah, you know, I just walked out of class, took a photo, and next thing you know, I'm making hundreds of dollars. You know, whatever. People come in. I didn't know. Well, there was like, a, he, he bought like three photos that he really liked as well. Like That's somewhere crazy. in Tower, somewhere near financial district. I don't know. He just bought like, it blends in. And he uses, he actually uses it for his website. Show me after. I'm like, okay, dope. Um, I don't remember which, which condo it was, but like I had this real estate firm who hit me up. I think one of my photos is posted in the lobby of one of the condos on Bay Street. I, I do really like your photography as well. Like you, that guy was right. You do capture less like unorthodox angles, but I really like your mastery over color. You know, like I, like your colors are gorgeous. Like I won't give you that. Yeah, really Hon- nice. honestly, yeah. It's I don't know. I just had to go back and I was like, let's go back to like elementary art school. Let's talk about the color wheels. Like which color blends in together? And I kind of look at the wheel. Mm-hmm. I look at the opposite one. I was like, okay, if I'm using teal here. Orange is good for this other one. If I'm doing teal on the highlights, I'm doing orange on the shadows. And then so forth, I kind of make my own palettes and like my own edits and kind of just go from there and see where I go with like new photos or whatever I take. That's that. It's like, I'll be honest though. Like I think taking pictures of people, I'm still kind of like a novice and like still learning right now. Hey, if we ever need any photography for the show for any fucking reason. Yeah, sure. Our first guest. Yo, what if we need headshots? Yeah. No worries. I'm actually curious. Are you currently doing like commission work right now for your photography? No, actually, like, kind of put that on pause because at the moment it's just you know the whole situation pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I turned down a few offers for engagement or like like a wedding shot. Engagement. Wow. That's like no. It's just at the time. It's with all the cases surging. I'd rather not. And mm-hmm. there's actually, actually like a number of people asked, but I kind of just pushed everything back in the meantime. So wow. like I, people can understand, but I'm just saying like for yeah. the safety safety i was like i don't think it's the best timing right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what a responsible man my god look at him yeah i'm sure but, it's still nice to know that people want you to take photos for them though commission work i've done a number of projects over the years like primarily for you guys know you guys know i'm not sure if i can say the brand but basically i did it for like a gym brand and a gym brand um from canada and also a few other restaurants and bubble tea chains but basically long story short me and my friends we kind of we kind of like scout around the area and then check to see if they have a social media account, right? So if the visuals are a little lacking, we kind of just talk to whoever owns the place. Like, hey, yeah, for sure, oh, that makes sense. Though. It's it's like business, right? You're just marketing, yeah. right? You just kind of be like, hey, are you interested? If you're not, okay, move on. hundred percent. Like I've been rejected many times before, but like I feel like it was like one time I was at Highway Seven Award, and you know, like that plaza, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to like ten different places, and at the end, I only got accepted to one. But that one. But one like meant 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 everything else. Like it everything else didn't matter. Like all the other rejections that happened there. I was like, I shot my sh- I shoot my shot ten times. At least if I get one, that's perfect, right? But mm-hmm. um, one thing I realized as well, it's like what really you need to separate yourself from other comp- competition. And one thing I, I do differently is like I actually offer same day edits. Oh wow! Consistent. Like, Look at this man. In the afternoon, like I make sure they get it. You know, everything is imported and they're ready to go. So I kind of like talk to them. It's like, okay, what kind of media package are we doing right now? Like. If it's something I can do in one day, or is it something to do in three days? Because I want to consider that they want to make sure that they have enough content to post, you know, for the next amount of time, yeah. and then also mm-hmm. to like revamp their entire menu. So it's a lot of things to consider as well, right? So a lot of times when we're doing restaurants, we try to go in at the very earliest, like near opening, because that's when the ingredients look the freshest. Wow. So it's actually that's actually so cool. Going in at the earliest, like there's places like you guys probably know. You guys know Frankie Tomatoes. Are they oh, closed, are they no, closed down? Gone. Oh no! Gone. No, <laughs> my friend, me, and my friend used to go there and help them. So a lot of the pictures you see on like the former websites or whatever or social media, me, and my friend used to go and like do that for them. Wow, pretty sweet gig, but <laughs> yeah. One thing I noticed as well, like they're super nice, immediate people. So like, so like, oh, you know, after you take a picture, it's like you guys can grab a plate whatever you want so I, was like, well, I mean like for a, bu- a buffet it's just like that food is going to be going in the garbage if it doesn't get sold right so at the end of the day it doesn't hurt their profit margin uh, not at all but i was like damn that's still nice i didn't expect that what the- they want good business right because if you establish good business rapport then you'll come back right hmm. yeah maybe i'm talk. skeptic but yeah th- <laughs> that's that's a lot to think about but you really put yourself out there and you're you're hustling and like your results like, show and yeah at the end of the day it's like you know now that we're working after adulting like after your nine to five job here's my theory you need to have hobbies that can one keep you creative two keep your body healthy and three make you a little money that's my personal take on it when you have like hobbies like outside of work you need something that balances that and keeps you sane oh yeah i totally agree with that yeah, yeah i agree that. too these hobbies, like, really sometimes, you know, like, one thing I tell people is, like, don't be afraid to try new things. Because at first, I was like, oh, fuck, paying $700 for camera. What if, like, the photos I take look like shit, right? But you don't know unless you try. Yeah, I, I wanted to actually bring this up with you. I think maybe you can share some beginner tips or anything for, like, photo editing or taking pictures. 
with our oh, audience yeah. and mostly just for me because I'm a little selfish and I want to learn oh. too. Um, what do you recommend for like photo editing or what do you recommend when you're doing photo editing, for example? So one thing I would recommend is, do, do you use any software right now for editing? Uh, I only use, uh, I use like a video editing software because we're doing like videos mostly. So that's pretty much the extent of it. Okay. So for you, I would say if you have a setting on your camera that lets you shoot pictures in RAW, W-A-R, that'd be perfect because that preserves all the details in the photo. And that's what actually makes lets you edit a photo to begin with. So you said W-A-R, sorry, I didn't hear you properly. So it's a, it's called RAW, it's like RAW format. So okay. only one that lets you pretty much edit a photo later on and preserve the most details from it. Huh, interesting. Uh, for as for vlogging, I feel like the kit lens you have it goes anywhere from fifteen to forty-five millimeter, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So I feel like personally, that's wide enough already. Fifteen is like pretty good. Anywhere around like you know twenty-ish to thirty. I think that's for vlogging. You guys can take selfies with that and like get both of you still in there, right? Mm -hmm. But in the end, you know, there's a saying in Chinese. Well, oh, shit. I'm not. Sure. Are most viewers here Cantonese or no? <laughs> it's okay. Just do say it. it. Just do do it. it. There's one, there's one, there's one, there's one saying that says "yafan si, yafan fo." So what that means is like you get the quality for what you pay for sometimes, right? Yeah. So <laughs> in the long run, you, if you want to take it more seriously, you might want to invest into like a slightly wider lens. But yeah. from what I recall, M50 is a was it, still crop sensor, right? Yes, I think so. so. Your focal lengths are going to be a little different than mine, but yeah, like work with what you have right now with kit lens. As for editing, I use Adobe Lightroom, which oh. has pretty much been what I've been using all along. And then also I have the Lightroom mobile app on my phone. So it's maybe sometimes like when I take a picture, I might want to upload it to my phone and start playing around with it before I put it on the computer. Um, Damn. I don't know. It's just sometimes like I want something for my creative palette, especially if like I just took a photo and like, I'm riding the subway home when I used to, when I first started in school still, but yeah, it's just some apps I feel like are pretty good. Some, there's some, there's some muted videos that teaches you how to crack it. I, I wouldn't advise paying it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> life tips here. Not, uh, remember, uh, Jimmy is not condoning that you should be pirating programs. You know, he's just would saying that pay, it's, it's available. Would you rather pay like two hundred bucks for a software? Or would you rather go Chipotle for like at least fifteen trips, man? I'll go Chipotle. Hmm. Wait, are you talking what? about pirating Lightroom? Yeah. Oh yeah, I pirate all that Adobe shit. Oh my god, I have like four. Are <laughs> you on the same page? Yeah. I hope. I hope. I hope Adobe is not hearing this, but. uh <laughs> Adobe Lightroom, that's what you recommend. Yeah, that's yeah. one of them. If if Adobe sponsors us, then I will uninstall and gladly purchase and buy everything. Buy their product, buy everything. yeah. <laughs> their creative cloud. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Obviously, it yeah, I think what we decided to do is just we're just doing it for the sake of just tracking our memory, just keeping keeping it somewhere. We're not like super serious with it. So I think if we decide that it's super serious, then we'll decide on buying like a better lens, like for example, like a wide angle lens or something like that for other things. Right. right. Honestly, it's for a sure. super rewarding. I mean, no, it's a super rewarding hobby. What am I saying? It's a rewarding <laughs> hobby. It's like you know, create. There's no such thing as bad photography. There's no such thing as a good picture or bad picture. At the end of the day, it's your art, and like you know, it's if you like it, you like it, right? So, what can I say? I would like you to tell that to my girlfriend when she asked me to take a photo for her. Oh, and then she's trash. She, she doesn't say anything. She just looks at it like, mm, and she asked her sister to take the next one. Ugh. Uh, it cuts deep, cuts that deep. That hurts. <laughs> it's, it's deep, it's deep. Ugh. Yeah. Well, the worst word to say, 
I did my best A plus for effort, please. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll no, I'm that. just going to tell them that <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy told me that it's my art, so it's what I say. I think <laughs> it's good. <laughs> you know what? I like it, so it's all good. <laughs> I, I I can't even look at it before it's deleted and on to the next. <laughs> okay, well, I would just like to say thanks for Jimmy for coming onto the podcast. And you guys heard it here. He's an incredible teacher. He's a huge. He's he's compact. He's these. He's he's a power lifter. He's incredibly autistic. I mean, artistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole setup was for that joke. <laughs> we, you know what we can call our title, episode three: "Getting Art Autistic Artistic with Jimmy Yu." We have a oh. lot of great titles to play. Oh, yeah. with. Talk, talking shit, getting autistic. You know. God damn, it's a lot. I'm excited to hear about this. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, thanks for. Thanks for coming on, Jimmy. We really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, you really set the bar up really high. You, you do. You did bring a lot of uh, funny stories and great advice, and very humble, you know, humble beginnings of where you started with your photography career and with your powerlifting and everything like that. And uh, you're honestly really inspiring, especially to you, all the students that you teach. And you can clearly see, like, you actually do. Like you said, you some people just don't care about the people that they teach, like the kids that they teach. And you can obviously tell that you're someone who's very passionate with. Your teaching career and when back in high school or even public school i would have never imagined you to be a teacher so the fact that you're educating the youth of our generation it's amazing here right. you ain't the first but thank you so much guys for hosting and look forward to listening more episodes from you guys in the future stay tuned about z boys thanks for listening to the episode Feel free to leave us questions or let us know if you want to be a guest. We look forward to seeing you back on the Bouncer Boy podcast.